0: me that people don't buy from companies, people buy from other people.
1: Awesome, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I'm your host, Cody Kelly. Look, I'm excited, very excited about this episode. We have an amazing Sales professional, author, business professional, business leader, who's going to share some of his experiences. (laughs) We're going to sit back and enjoy the ride. But if you want to keep seeing amazing individuals like who we have on today, you know what you got to do. You got to do a couple things. Follow me on Instagram, CJK33. Go to the business page at CVMK underscore global, and if you want to get that physique you're looking for, the best fitness health supplements on the market are at www.cvmkglobal.store, where it goes down. Subscribe to the YouTube page at CVSpaceK. With that being said, Chris, how are you doing today? That's a tough act to follow right there. (laughs) You're great. Hey. I didn't know you were doing supplements and stuff. That's awesome. (laughs) Appreciate you, man. It got, you know, I got creative over the pandemic. You know, had to diversify, and this is where we ended up.
0: That's <laughs> hilarious. That's great. I love it.
1: Cool, cool man. <laughs> well, look, you, you, you have been in um, the sales industry for quite an extent of time, right?
0: Yeah, back when Lincoln was president, I got into it, and that's how long it feels like, and. um, yeah, I've been selling since I was a kid, you know, back in, you know, when I was in grade school, we went out and we sold, you know, stuff for school or YMCA or, you know, door to door candy sales, whatever. And um, back then, of course, you know, there's no there's no pressure at that point. You know, it's just like if you don't sell something, that's fine. But, you know, it was just you don't you don't have any of that fear in your head, you know, of rejection. You know, you just right. go out and you beat door to door and talk to people and sell them candy or gift wrap or whatever it was or trick or treating for Unicef or all yeah. that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. and um, you know, when I was a kid, we went we actually won a trip to go see the Harlem Glue Trotters one time with the y- mm-hmm. my YMCA basketball team sold the most candy. You know, so oh, wow. so um, yeah, that's you know, you, you, I took that and I was in college. I was doing magazine subscriptions and. All kinds of stuff, you know. And when I got out of college, um, nobody would
1: hire me, so I went back into sales. <laughs> what? Why do you yeah. think, why do you think, um, like you talked about, you said, you know, when you started off, you know, selling, you know, the candy and whatnot, and you, you sold enough that the, you know, you, you won a trip to see the Harlem Globetrotters, and there wasn't any fear attached to it. now there's all this, anxiety and fear oh, yeah it's,
0: it's like the number one yeah. thing that stops people is is yeah. just fear of rejection and you know because the more nose you get you know you just feel like you're spinning your wheels and as an adult you know you're like hey man i got bills to pay i can't you know it's like when you're a little yeah. kid it's like if i got nose, that's fine i'm still got a bed to sleep in and a roof over my head but when you're doing it for a living and you're all commission you know, a full mm. commission, you don't have a salary or a draw or something. Um, you know, that that's tough. Friend that got into uh, his own business years ago. He had worked retail for years and he and he was like, Yeah, if I don't he goes, I don't I don't take a lunch until I sell something. Wow. Because he goes, I just you know, if I don't sell, I don't eat. And that was his philosophy. And now he's like a really good, you know, he's been, he's been very successful over the years. So,
1: that's, um, you know, that's what yeah, it yeah. is. That, that's an interesting concept. So like, and you're absolutely right. I think it's as an adult, because we have responsibility and we know we don't hit these targets, you know, how are we going to provide? So that creates all this, I hate to say toxicity in a sense, right? Like now this negative emotion, because I have to perform regardless of the truth. And that's kind right. of what we're, yeah, we're here to unpack. Is that, you know, like because there are some individuals who can block it out, who can say, you know, whatever to my feelings, you know, I'm gonna just eat, sleep, you know, and, and, and crap this all day. And then there's other people, and it's not a right or wrong thing. It's not one is strong than the other, but it'd be like, Hey, look, no, I am a person. I can't, eat sleep, and crab this all day uh these nose hurt you know <laughs> oh well you know and and i and <laughs> I, you know i
0: i in my book i tell a story about how when i was single you know we would go to uh local bars around college and stuff, you know, and try to talk to girls. And one of the things we would do, we had these horrible opening lines. We knew we were horrible opening lines and it was kind of a goo for us. So we would, you know, just say stupid stuff to girls. And the one that that kind of worked sometimes we would say, I thrive on rejection. Well, you know, can I buy you a beer? And that way you make it a, a win win. <laughs> you know, if they said no, you're like score, you know, so <laughs> So, so that's kind of the way you have to be when you're in sales, you know, it's like, I, I, yeah, you know, yeah, I'll take a no. That's fine. I'll, it, there's going to be a yes eventually. And uh, you know, a lot of people say it's a numbers game or whatever, but the more you, if you're confident in what you're selling and you're confident that you're going to see enough people and you're going to get enough contacts and get that, keep that pipeline full, there's always going to be somebody coming through that you can, that you, that will say yes, but, but it takes a lot of no's to get to that. Yes. Sometimes. And, and it's just a matter of how thin skinned you are and, Mm. you know, and, and how confident you are. I mean, I know people that first know I'm done. I'm, I'm out of here. They just don't want to do it, you know? So, you know, it it, it takes a little bit of toughness. It takes uh, like I said, you got to thrive on rejection sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. You know, it's just Teflon. I guess you put it on, put it on your emotions. I want, I want
1: so, to get to the, I want to get to the book, but I want to hit this first before we get to the book. Because I'm sure the book is going to open it up. Is it? And and I do believe there's a responsibility that the sales professional has. You know, I, everybody can't be in sales. There's a I, first of all, I always say anybody that truly stays in sales is crazy. So like I'm crazy. <laughs> I work in sales, so I know, and I know, and I own it. I own my craziness, right? But. I own it, right? <laughs> Everybody's not built for that. Everybody's not built not for that. Everybody. No, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah. And then you get an email that says, really? You know, like and, and your whole year changes. Um, but here's what I've said, or here's what I've seen, I should say. What tears up the trajectory? If you have a decent individual, a hard worker, is not in their pitch. It's not in their cadence. It's not in their technique. It's in the culture. And what I mean, the company culture of trying to weed out a process that they do not fully understand. So talk to me about this because I know (laughs) you have seen some things. And, you know, I feel like if you say it, it's safer than if I say it. (laughs)
0: I'm going to tell you a funny story. I I worked for a a very, very large insurance company uh, about 10, 12 years ago. And they were big and one of the most financially strong companies. And every time we had a meeting, it was a big rah-rah session, how awesome we were and how great the company was. And we were supposed to communicate this with the people all the time. and, And, you know, and people did, but I had a like a come to Jesus moment one day, I was talking to a lady and I'd gone into her house and we were talking. She was an older lady and she bought some life insurance from a company that wasn't as strong as us. You know, they were just a smaller company. And of course, when you, when you come across something like that, you don't want to, you know, be mean to them or anything, but you just kind of ask politely, you know, like, well, what, what made you buy from that company? And, um, and she said, Well, the lady that sold it to me was very nice, and she took her time with me, and she answered all my questions, and she didn't pressure me, and she let me talk to my kids, and blah 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 blah. And it hit me that people don't buy from companies; people buy from other people. Mm -hmm. And she was willing to buy an what I thought was an inferior product, not not horrible, but Mm -hmm. just because the person was selling that sold it was was. A, a better it wasn't she wasn't selling the company she was selling herself right and that's that's when you go you know and all that company culture stuff it goes out the window at that point it's all about what you have what the way you present yourself are you going to be that high pressure salesperson um or are you going to be that guy that's you know taking your time and just letting the person process stuff you know that's the way they got to do it everybody is different you can't go in and and use canned speeches and uh you know and i mean you can when you're starting out that's great but eventually you got to figure out how to make it just a track to run on and you can use your own verbiage and figure out how to say things your own way without you know sounding like you're a robot or right. reading, like reading that. off the script. Like, so yeah. uh, <laughs>
1: that's like, who are you? <laughs> oh,
0: I've been, I've been there. I mean, those, are, <laughs> those are the ones that are like, they don't even want you to come off the script and it's like, what are you doing? You know, you sound horrible. And, you know, I mean, we still bring, we, st- and I'll see guys I worked with 30 years ago. I'll run into them on Facebook or something and we still make fun of those canned scripts, you know, like, Oh, for 57 cents a day, you know, that's the cost of a cup of coffee. And, you know, and it's just so Mm -hmm. cheesy and hokey and, and if, but, you know, you have to be able to just have a conversation with somebody and so all that, whatever they're telling you to say, um, it doesn't always work. You can, you have to just put it in your own words, you know, and in my business, you have to kind of keep it compliant, but, um, right. <laughs> you know, because right. it is a heavily regulated industry, but it, it's, it's just that kind of work. I mean, it's not, um, you know, I'm not worried about at this point, I don't even have a boss. I, I quit all that stuff and I just went totally independent about 10 years ago because mm. you just get tired of having that little, you know, sales mm. manager on your shoulder, looking over your shoulder telling you why didn't you close that person why do you, you know maybe that person wasn't ready to be closed yet uh you know so it, it i'd rather fail you know fail because i failed rather than have somebody you
1: know because i was <laughs> somebody no, else was you're, telling me to say something that i didn't want to say or yeah you're ab- you're absolutely right and you you have really to be opened up the truth and this is what i want to get into because a lot of times You're you're placed in these situations that are not backed by anything. Like I get it. Look, let's just be honest. Businesses cannot exist without money. Profit is needed to continue. They have to pay you. They have to pay the salaries of the workers. They have to pay the CEO. They have to do all that. So money is needed. I told you, nobody's against that. Nobody's not a capitalist. What we're trying to say is that there is the obvious truth that money is needed. And then there is the gimmicks of trying to get to the money that destroys it. It's like, look, you know, I, this person's not ready. You know, I'm sorry. they you know, they're going on vacation. I can't get them not to come, you know, uh, yeah. the short vacation up. <laughs> I, I used to
0: work with a guy and he would, he would always go, your income is in their wallet. You have to do everything you can to get it out of there. And I'm like, these people are like 80 years old. I'm not gonna- I'm not going to go there, beat them up and, you know, have them all upset with me and everything. I mean, you know, you just go in and you talk to them and um, try to, you know, reason with them. And like I said, I don't do high pressure. I do what we call good pressure. You know, if I, if I'm talking to somebody about life insurance and, and I don't think that they're buying enough, I'm like, man, you got a wife and two kids, $50,000. Is not going to do enough? Yeah. Let's, let's bump this up. You need more. Um, so you know there's good pressure it doesn't have to be high pressure it doesn't have to be you know low ball you know right. that kind of used car salesman stereotype kind of sales um uh, nothing against used car salesmen, but yeah
1: yeah you know, sometimes <laughs> <sense>. things happen <laughs> that's true that's true well chris you wrote you wrote this book um an interesting title cover uh uh tell tell us you know because you have these experiences and you you put it into this this writing uh that i'm sure has a lot of satire uh and and just but real stories that are honestly things that happen every day
0: (laughs) you know it's, it's just it's brutal um yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I wrote I wrote the book, um, and it's called "You're Going to Be Great at This," and uh, I got that title because every job interview I've ever been on, where it was a uh, full commission job, they would tell you, you know, they're just looking for people. Their whole philosophy is let's hire everybody and anybody, uh, throw them at the wall, see who sticks. You know, if if and that's and there's so much turnover. In the industry, um, so so when they're in that in that interview process, they always go like, you know, oh man, we have the best products, and we have the best this, and we're so great of a company, and this and that. And then they get to you, and they tell you how you have the best personality, and you know, eventually they go, and you're going to be great at this. And it got to the point where every job interview I ever went on, they were always telling me how great I was going to be at something, and then I, you know. Inevitably, I failed or moved on to another company. <laughs> so, and um, and the and the, and the book was just uh, like a originally a bucket list item, uh, kind of like a, you know, just something to do. I wanted to get some stuff off my chest and make fun of sales managers and have a good time. <laughs> so uh, I just uh, you know, there's sales tips. There's things in there about you know. You're not selling a product, you're selling yourself and mm. how to network properly. If you go to a networking event and, you know, how to do it efficiently and how to even, you know, get on LinkedIn or something like that. Uh, but it's peppered with what we call story, dumb stories. So there's just these stories about things that happened and, and uh, you know, I cleaned up most of the language uh, it's not a Zig <laughs> by any, <laughs> by any stretch. Right. It's, um, you know, it, it's, it's PG 13 in some places. And, uh, but you know, that's the way it is. I mean, there's times when I would, you know, me and a business owner would be <laughs> just screaming at each other and, and things like that happen. You know, it's not going to always be like, well, yes, yeah, sir. The customer's always right. No, nah, no, it's not. <laughs>
1: No, it's (laughs) not. Yeah, you know, anybody who's ever been in his nose, there will be one or two that you'd be like, "Okay, now." There's more. (laughs) There's a lot more than one or two. (laughs)
0: There's (laughs) dozens, you know. So it's just crazy. I mean, the things, you know. So that's what I did. I put it all in the book. It's a real quick, easy read. You can get it on Amazon. It's, you know, it's it's, you know, I, I just talked to a friend of mine this morning, he was like, yeah, I remember reading that book. It took It's not, it's not a tough read, but it's hopefully it's a good, enjoyable read for people. Okay. And, um, and from that I've been doing, well, I was planning on doing some speaking engagements and I would, I did a couple of little sales seminars. And then the next thing, you know, um, COVID came. Mm. So that put a, let me put my glasses on now i now i look
1: smart <laughs> <laughs> what i got i got a couple of questions and you know you can you can answer back to back um you know i'm sure that in this journey there were uh painful points you know we always talk about find the pain point of a customer but sales professionals have pain points as well right there's there's moments of lapse there's moments of I can't believe that didn't close. You know, I, I my presentation was flawed, you know, like things that you just kind of replay in your head in your head. And it's like, right. what happened here? Um, how did you get through it and, and stick with it? Because like you said, the, it, the turnover is ridiculous, you know? Oh, it's still a struggle.
0: I mean, you never is. really get through it completely. I mean, you know, you get to the point where you can handle it a little better, but, um, you know, it's always, it's always tough. And, and, and when you're working with, like I said, you've, you know, like you said, you're working with some company and they're just trying to push their culture down your throat and, you know, and you're watching your coworkers drop like flies. Um, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it, you know, in the insurance business, for instance, uh, in life and health sales, uh, there's about 90% dropout after three years. So if you hire a hundred, you hire a hundred people, you might have 10 of them in three years that are still there. Uh, and some of the other, you know, some of these companies, they, they actually boast, you know, oh, well, we have, you know, 17%. I'm like, can you still have 83% dropout?
1: That's not a good thing. Right. And so they're, yeah, What's up? I'm super pumped. Just got done with another workout. It's your boy cvmk 33 Connect me on Instagram and on the business page at CVMK. Global. You know how I get through it. You know how I get that pump look. <laughs> Best pre-workout on the market. Www.cbmkglobal.com.
0: Constantly digging in mud, as we say. You know, just you, you're, you know, just trying to find people and stuff and that's one reason why i just had to get out of that culture and just go off on my own and be independent i just got tired of you know hey this is my new best friend the coworker that i probably won't see in 6 months again and, uh, <laughs> so no i saying
1: what what do you think what do you think is the remedy you know cuz you know i i see you know one of my questions was the future of sales um, I really think sales is heading down a I won't say a dangerous path, but it a, a definitely is is gonna be a nuance. First of all, it's getting harder to connect with people. Obviously, we had the pandemic, but also because technology, so everything now has to be digital. Zoom, you know, whatever WebEx. But the cool or the good bad is that now I don't have to necessarily fly out to meet you. I save the company time and money, save myself time right. and money. The bad is that. I really can't build a true relationship over a screen. A, B, I can't really read the room because I can only see you from the neck up. I can't see your body. I can't see your hands fidget when I say certain things. There's right. really no way to be human other than this digital application. So, we talk about that 90% turnover. What's going to happen? You know, that's a great
0: question because I, you know, my my whole thing is the reason that you have so much turnover is because there again it goes back to that that very first recruiting manager that hired you promising you the moon and the stars telling you how awesome this job is going to be how the income is limitless and all this without telling you the other part you know that you're going to be in the car by yourself for hours you're going to be going to people's houses that don't want somebody coming to see them, you're going to be cold calling, you're going to be getting no's all day. They don't tell you that part. And I think if they were just a little bit more, and when I say a little bit, I mean a lot more honest and upfront in that hiring process and giving you realistic expectations, first of all, they'd be weeding out a lot of prospective employees. Um, And instead of having you know, a hundred people come through the door, they may only have 50, but those 50 would probably be, uh, have a better idea of what's, what is ahead of them at that point. So I think that's the first thing You just got to, you know, I've, I've interviewed agents that work with me sometimes, and I'll be, I've gotten to the point where I don't even want anybody unless they've worked for two years in the business. It's completely green. I'm not going to tell them, Oh man, you're gonna make all this money and if you you know, I interviewed with some company years ago and they were they only showed me the leaderboard. And I was mm-hmm. like, where are the guys, where's the average, where's the median, where's the those guys? And they wouldn't, you know, they probably weren't there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and there was no veterans in the office. That was the other thing. I was like, Where are the guys that have been around for twenty years? You know, that they didn't have any of those either. I'm not there, not there. <laughs> so, so that's you know that that's the if if you can fix it on the front end, I think that's you know. But when you when you go to work for some of these companies and they're constantly either not telling you the truth in the at the beginning or they just keep moving the goalposts back. And I've had that happen lots of times too. You know, hey, you promised me I was going to be able to do this. Well, you go sell ten more policies and then we'll talk about it. That that's not what you told me when you hired me you know, so, um, I've seen that that's typically the, the root of all, a lot of that. And, um, and people just don't, you know, there's nobody there to tell them this is what's really going to happen. So it's just, it's tough, you know, it's, it's tough. And, and the the expectations aren't met because they're not getting what they thought when they got hired on. So, um, you know, that it's, it's brutal in that sense. And that, and, it's it's just, it's rampant. I mean, I'd hate to be a guy, you know, a vacuum door to door vacuum cleaner salesman or something like that. I'm sure those guys have like 98% turnover or something (laughs) who knows what that number is, but it's gotta be horrible. And, um, you know, I've followed those guys. I mean, I've gone into a house after a door to door vacuum cleaner salesman and got run out of the, almost got killed in the process. So, um, that's a story in my book, by the way. So, <laughs> <laughs> this sounds, uh, sounds like an interesting read. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you know, it. know, it, yeah, nobody told me when I got into the business that you know somebody might want to pull a gun on me or something. You know, mm. so. Um, you yeah, know, it, it, it is what it is, but you, you, you know, you just have to be honest with people when you're telling them, hey, you know, you're gonna come work with us. I tell them, I go, look, you're, you know, it's not easy, but that's why I'm just kind of the point where I'll, I don't want a, a rookie. I don't have time. You know, mm-hmm. I, it, it, the rookie thing is a uh, good, go train with somebody else and then, then come work with me and I, and I'll just help you out. But I'm not going to hold your hand at that point. I don't, you know, it's too much. So, and by, like you're saying nowadays, you know, everything's over the internet. And um, If I have an agent, I'm in South Carolina. If I have an agent in Tennessee working with me, I can't go help him close an appointment. You know, I can't, I can't, you know, show him how to network properly. I I can talk to him. but I mean, that's about it. So, um, and with my own business, you know, when, with COVID hit, I, I, but well, before COVID hit, I was actually making those adjustments ahead of time. And uh, so I've got, you know, my website is, up and running and you know i'm only licensed in six or seven states but uh you know i just market the website constantly and and instagram and you know things like that and nobody looks at twitter i have yet to have a client ever come to twitter but you know <laughs> but linkedin and all that yeah. you know just facebook page i mean if you can get somebody I, I i've got a youtube channel now that's just um it's this it's sad more than anything because i really don't (laughs) i'm still learning it and everything's just constantly changing so um one day i got on facebook i mean not facebook youtube i made a little short video of my cat in a in a hammock my cat loves laying in the hammock and i just said something really silly like you know hey uh you know don't you want you know life insurance will give you the peace of mind that this cat has laying in the hammock and sure enough, about a week later, some lady—I don't don't know where she got it—but she said, "Yeah, I saw that video on YouTube, and I need some life insurance." And I never thought in a million years that that cat in the hammock was the trick, you know. So, mm. so now with social media, I'm, and that's just a totally different ballgame, you know, for the, us old timers who've been yeah. selling since, you know,
1: professionally since the '80s. <laughs> it it was different it's different it's different for me i i've even seen you know like selling just evolve in the last five years now it's it's really social media driven to the point it's like no you just need a strong marketing team you know because we have i would say the hunter role i don't even know if that can be you can even use that word anymore i would say like uh, we have become wide receivers and the quarterback <laughs> has to throw the ball and then the good ones can catch. But for the <laughs> most part, for the most part, hunters, like, like the missing backs, no. <laughs> like well, and, you
0: know, and the bad thing is, like with me, I'm the quarterback and the wide receiver and the running back and the coach. And I'm, a, I'm you know, I do it all. So if you, and, and, you know, not trying to toot my own horn, but I actually went and learned how to do Canva, you know, yeah. use Canva so I can make uh, things for my Instagram feed, and yeah. you know, and how, which is hilarious. People look at my Instagram feed and they're like, are you really trying to sell insurance? Because I'll just put crazy stuff on there. So, um, yeah, if you're ever bored and you want some, want a good laugh, go to the Surf Financial Brokers Instagram feed <laughs> and there's always something dumb or semi tasteless on there you know whatever
1: <laughs> So <laughs> sometimes you need these little things like that just to get you their day chris yeah, you're I mean, absolutely amazing thank you so much for being against the so show where can the people connect with you man if they want to buy a policy if they want to follow your instagram where can they follow you and and connect with you well
0: i'm um i've got uh my website for my insurance business is surf financial brokers.com and, um, or they can find me at surf financial brokers on Instagram, um, YouTube channel, which like I said, is on there. And then we also have, uh, my speaking business, which is, uh, with the book. And that's at Chris which is C A S T A N E S. And, um, and if you're interested in, um, You know, any kind of, if you need me to come and talk to your group or whatever, I'd be happy to, I'm not a good Zoom speaker per se, but I, but I do enjoy talking to, you know, realtors and little sales groups and, and um, telling bad jokes and things like that.
1: (laughs) It works.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it's, that's the easiest way to find me is either surffinancialbrokers.com
1: or chriskostanis.com. Y'all connect with Chris, go to chriscostanzas.com, connect with him, hit him up, like the cat videos, uh, like, you know, bye, man. It, it, what people don't realize, I always say support gets supported. And, you know, if you're like me, you know, I believe in, you know, you reap what you sow. You know, people who are out there really working hard and really trying to make a difference and an impact, you know, show support. He's local. He's a local business owner. Uh, you know, he, he is a hard work. He's been in this. He's not trying to hit you with a bunch of gimmicks and things that will not, you know, help you because look, if you've been in sales, as long as, you know, we've been in sales, you've seen some things. And if you survive this long, it's because you are a good person. That's the <laughs> true. truth.
0: Or you don't have enough sense to know when to stop, you know? Right. That's or just,
1: the latter. <laughs> you don't have enough sense to know where to stop. Guys, connect with me on Instagram, cvmk33, cvmk underscore global. Go to the website, www.cvkglobalstore and always subscribe to the YouTube page at CV space K. Until next time, guys. Thanks.